by Kaisa's words when she said that she wants to just be all or nothing. It seems like that's the way that it's supposed to be. That you call us to be to be all or nothing kind of people. And I don't pretend to be smart enough to know always what that looks like. But, but I want that to be true of us. I want that to be true of me. And so I pray by the power of your spirit that you would produce that in us this morning. My church family, I want to give you a moment this morning before we open up the word and give you an opportunity uh, to pray for you. You pray that God would open your eyes and your ears and soften your heart and, and help you to see. You know you better than I know you and God knows you better than you know yourself. And so pray that he might work in your heart uh, right now. And if you could be so kind, would you pray for me that God would uh, use my words to be helpful to you in your relationship with Jesus as you walk with him? God, thank you for your living and active word. Thank you that you still use it uh, to form and shape your people. Thank you that when it goes out, it doesn't return void. And so you use it to accomplish uh, what you want and what you desire. And so I pray that you would do that now uh, for your name's sake. God, we love you. We thank you so much for loving us first. We pray these things in Jesus' name and by your spirit. Amen. You may have a seat. Sometimes I have this bad habit uh, around the house where I may be standing in the kitchen and our children will be at the table and I will randomly point out to them that the dirty dishes that were in the sink magically made their way to the dishwasher. And I don't know how it happened, it just happened again. And every once in a while I will point out that uh, those dishes perhaps sprouted wings and flew to the cupboard and were placed in their forever home where they belong. I do this for a couple of reasons. One, I want to passively, aggressively remind my children that they are responsible for taking the dirty dishes and putting them in the dishwasher or putting them away. Uh, and secondly, and this is a problem, uh, I want to point out that their father uh, has done a good work. I want them to be reminded uh, that I'm carrying my weight around the house. That I'm not simply sitting back, watching the world come at me and seeing everyone else do the work. I'm chipping in. I do good, but I'm, I'm tempted to advertise it. I don't suspect uh, that I'm the only one. Right? Have you ever done good before and felt the temptation uh, to make sure other people knew about it? 
Maybe it wasn't so bold or brash as to make an announcement while you're standing in the kitchen and all of the house is listening. Uh, Maybe it's a little more creative or a little more subtle where you, you wait for the opportune time to just drop it into a conversation with a family member or a friend. You want to be seen, uh, you want to be noticed. My question for you this morning is this, if you do the dishes and take out the trash and complete a minor household repair and don't point it out to your significant other, do you still get credit? If you do your devotions in the morning, but you don't tell anyone you did your devotions in the morning, did you still do your devotions? If you do a good deed, but you don't post it on social media, does it still count? Today, I want to encourage us um, to do good, but not be so quick to post it. This really is the encouragement that Jesus gives his followers in the Sermon on the Mount. He he doesn't say it in quite the same way, uh, but he does talk about it in Matthew chapter 6. And so if you have your Bibles, please uh, turn with me. Matthew chapter 6, we are walking through the Sermon on the Mount Uh, In Matthew chapter 4, Jesus had talked about his coming kingdom, and he is painting a picture in Matthew chapter 5, 6, and 7 of what that kingdom looks like or how his kingdom people operate uh, in the world. He says in Matthew chapter 6, verse 1, Beware of practicing your righteousness before other people in order to be seen by them. For then you will have no reward from your Father who is in heaven. Thus, when you give to the needy, a sound no trumpet before you, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, uh, that they may be praised by others. Truly I say to you, uh, they have received their reward. Verse 3, but when you give to the needy, uh, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing so that your giving may be in secret. And your Father, who sees in secret, will reward you. The first thing we notice is this call to do good, but don't trade your lasting reward for a temporary like. Do good, but don't trade your eternal and lasting reward for a temporary like. Beware, Jesus says, of practicing your righteousness before other people in order to be seen by them, uh, for you will have no reward from your Father who is in heaven. Uh, It is good in the Christian life to do good. It's good to do good. We are commanded uh, to do good. Practicing righteousness, or at least what Jesus is talking about here, is not spoken of in a negative sense. Sometimes when we think about practicing righteousness, we think of self-righteousness. 
Like every time we read in the Bible about righteousness, we think uh, it is referring to the Pharisees or it's a bad thing. It's, it's not. There are times in Scripture where we are to uh, practice our righteousness. Practicing righteousness in the previous chapter, in Matthew chapter 5, uh, meant to practice kindness or purity or honesty and love. Here in Matthew chapter 6, practicing righteousness is going to refer to giving to the needy, praying, and fasting. Uh, Jesus is essentially moving the people uh, for a moral righteousness or from a moral righteousness to a, a religious righteousness. And I don't say that in a negative sense, but Jesus is talking about this way of life uh, that his followers practice. These are, are marks that um, are evident in the life of the believer. And so Jesus is painting a picture of kingdom people uh, operating in a particular way. Uh, he's going to speak against uh, the fake Pharisees and Jesus is going to speak against formulaic formalism uh, that was prevalent in the lives of pagans. Followers of Jesus uh, are to be different than so-called religious people and irreligious people. Uh, followers of Jesus are not uh, to, to have empty religion, but they're also not to have no religion at all. And so Jesus is like, this is how uh, we should live. We should be a people uh, who practice righteousness. But there's a particular way we should do it. And, and Jesus warns us against practicing righteousness in such a way uh, that we are to be recognized. Admittedly, um, sometimes when we do good, and it's not acknowledged, or it's not seen, or it's not recognized, that can actually be deflating. Like, have you ever done good before, but nobody has seemingly noticed? No, no one's come alongside of you and gone, I just want to affirm you, you're doing a great job. That's a good thing. That's not what Jesus is talking about here. Uh, Jesus is talking about uh, practicing our good works uh, so that we are seen uh, by a watching world, doing good works but for all of the wrong reasons. He's talking about doing good works so that we will be perceived a certain way by others or doing good works uh, because we want others to, to view us a certain way or to think well of us or to do good works because we want to control the narrative of our lives, or to do good works because we want to justify ourselves, or compare ourselves, or to promote ourselves. Jesus tells his followers, he, he tells you and me, don't do it. And it it's, it's tempting. And it, it's tempting to advertise the good work uh, that you've done, but but be willing to keep it close to uh, the vest. Now, if you're like me, you read that and you go, wait a second, um, aren't there times in the Bible when we're actually encouraged uh, to, to let our light shine? Right? We, we want to let our light shine. We want people to see our good deeds so that people will glorify our Father in heaven. Maybe if you're uh, someone here this morning who grew up in the church, you remember singing uh, the little song, you know, this, this little light of mine. You remember this little light of mine? I, like, I'm going to let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Won't let Satan 
it out. I'm going to let it shine. Some of you remember that, right? Aren't, aren't, we, aren't we supposed to let our, our good deeds, our works shine so that people will see? Well, Jesus said that. He said that. And he, he, all, he also said, uh, hey, don't let your good works be seen uh, by others because if you do those good works or those deeds to be seen by others and, and they notice and they applaud you, um, that's your reward. I love what author A.B. Bruce uh, wrote. He summed it up well when he writes that we are to show when tempted to hide and hide when tempted to show. We are to show when tempted to hide and we are to hide when tempted to show. Uh, as Christians, as followers of Jesus, we're not called to be cowards. Right? We, we want to live lives that make a difference in the world. The goal isn't to make it all the way through life and then have people who knew us for 30, 40, 50 years to go, huh, I, I never knew that they trusted Jesus. <laughs> that was a big secret. That's not the goal. But the goal also isn't to go out of your way uh, to live in such a way that you're constantly tooting your own horn or drawing attention to yourself. Right, so there are times uh, when uh, we are to show when tempted to hide and hide when tempted to show. I love what author John Stott says in his commentary on the Sermon on the Mount. He writes, our good deeds uh, must be public so that our light shines. Our religious devotions must be secret in case we boast about them. Besides, the end of both instructions of Jesus is the same, namely the glory of God. We are to keep our right are we to keep why are we to keep our righteousness a secret? It is in order that glory may be given to God rather than other people. Why are we to let our light shine and do good deeds in the open? It is that people may glorify our Father in heaven. In other words, the, the reason that we share the good uh, is uh, really what makes something good or bad in our hearts. It's, it's our motive that drives us. Are we looking to celebrate uh, the good work that God has done? Or are we looking to draw attention uh, to ourselves uh, for the good work that we have done? Jesus writes, beware of practicing your righteousness before other people in order to be seen by them, for then you will have no reward from your Father who is in heaven. Now, Jesus here speaks to the joy of delayed gratification in the Christian life. It is not wrong to do good deeds in secret uh, because you are anticipating a greater reward. It, it, it is not wrong to live in such a way where you think to yourself, Man, I can hardly wait till I see Jesus face to face. It's not wrong to give generously and not advertise it in order to advance God's kingdom and to think to yourself, one day God will reward me for works done in faith. It is not wrong to be rich in good deeds without sharing your personal highlight reel um, so that you may receive a reward in heaven. Jesus gives a general command. Do not practice your righteousness to be seen. In other words, uh, do good, but don't trade your lasting reward 
for a temporary like. And then he's going to give a positive and a negative example of how we should operate as followers of Jesus. Look at verse 2. He says, Thus, when you give to the needy, sound no trumpet before you, uh, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may be praised by others. Truly, I say to you, they have received their reward. Uh, they have received their reward. In other words, do good, uh, but don't be so quick to post it. Jesus writes, when you do good, he assumes that we are going to do good. This is how followers of Jesus operate. We, we do good when you give to the needy. Jesus didn't say if you give to the needy. He said when you give. This is how we live as the people of God. He assumes that we're going to do it, but we can, we can give to those in need for all the wrong reasons, right? On one hand, uh, we can give to seek the praise of others. Like we can give in, in such a way uh, to be seen or so that other people will have a certain perception of us. Uh, they will look at us as exceedingly generous. Right? We, we can give maybe... Maybe not in such a way that we're noticed by others, but we can give in such a way where we feel self-righteous. We think about the ways that we're giving or what we give, and maybe we don't post it on social media. Maybe we don't drop it into a conversation, but in the back of our minds, we're thinking to ourselves, well, I, I mean, <laughs> I do chip in around here. I mean, I've, I've been known to, to be pretty generous with my giving. Again, we don't advertise it, but we feel it. We, we, we think to ourselves, I, I wonder what, what it would be like if other people were as generous as I was. We can give for all the wrong reasons. We can give to seek praise from others. We can uh, give to, to feel a certain way about ourselves. Or we can give apparently uh, for the applause of our Father in heaven. We, we can give out of a love and affection uh, for uh, the Lord. This insatiable hunger for the praise of other people uh, was the sin of the Pharisees. The Pharisees were the religious leaders of the day. Uh, they were the people that others looked to and said, boy, they have uh, their act together. Uh, but Jesus did not speak well of them. Jesus said of the Pharisees, you accept glory from one another, but do not seek the glory that comes from the only God. John said in his gospel that the Pharisees loved human praise more than the praise from God. So this, uh, in, this appetite that they had for human praise uh, was something that spoiled uh, the joy that they could have experienced in giving. Jesus ridicules the way they turned it into a public performance. He pictures a pompous Pharisee on his way to put money into a special box at the temple or the synagogue or to take a gift to the poor. In front of him march the trumpeters, blowing a fanfare as they walk and quickly attracting the crowd. Whether or not Jesus was using a word picture that actually took place or whether he's just trying to paint a picture of how foolish it is to give in such a way, uh, the, the thought is certainly there for us uh, to see. The Pharisees were hypocrites. 
They were people who acted a certain way to be seen by others. Literally, they wore a mask. The picture is one who is an actor on the stage. They're one person in private, but they are another person when everyone's watching and the lights are on. And Jesus is telling them this is not the way of a follower of Jesus. I mean, just imagine that picture. Imagine for a moment that our offering box was not hidden in the back somewhere. I think it's in the back somewhere. I probably should learn where we keep it. Uh, It's in the back somewhere. But imagine it wasn't in the back. Imagine it was in the front. And we didn't encourage people uh, to, to give their tithes and offerings as they head out, as they leave. Instead, we put it right up here. And we just opened the floor. And I said, I'll wait. Go right ahead. Uh, imagine for a moment that you didn't just come to the front, but, but you brought some trumpet players with you. Jesus said the people of God don't operate that way. We, we don't toot our own horn. We don't go out of our way to be seen by others. There are, there are times in the Christian life when we live very quiet and unassuming lives. I, I think, I think there's going to be some heroes of the faith that we meet in heaven that maybe we knew on earth but we didn't know. Because they operate in such a way where where, um, they're not out front with their generosity or they're not out front with their good deeds. They don't live in such a way to be noticed or or to be seen uh, by others. But one day they will receive uh, their reward from uh, their heavenly Father. And it, it, is, it is tempting, it is tempting uh, to do good and to advertise it to the world. It's, it's tempting to, to go out of your way uh, to remind people of who you really are. Right, to, to post something on social media, uh, not necessarily for the edification of God's people, but for your own applause. I mean, have you ever found yourself in a conversation before where you put on your historian hat and and you just dropped a story or two or a line or two uh, just to let people know or remind them what exactly you have done or accomplished for the Lord? Years ago, a dear friend of mine uh, lost one of, his, one of his professors that he had when he was uh, going through school, and, and he was a, a well-known man. If I, if I mentioned his name, it would be familiar to you. Uh, written books and you know, known in the Christian community, and he was his teacher. 
And he said when he found out that he had passed, he went on Facebook and noticed that many uh, former students, family, and friends had uh, eulogized this man, had, had said uh, what a difference he had made in their lives, in their hearts and in their lives. And so he hopped on there and he, you know, he wrote a little thing and he, and, he, and he posted it on Facebook. And then he proceeded to tell me how at various times during the day he would go back to look at his post to see how many people liked it. And he, and he, he just lamented the, the brokenness of his own heart. I mean, to think about his, his friend who had passed, and then to think about how consumed he was, not, not just in honoring his life, but doing so in such a way that people would notice. This isn't always cut and dry, by the way. Uh, there, there are times as a church and as a people, like we celebrate the good work that God has done and is doing. Like we, we share stories. We remind people of, of the work that God is doing in our midst. We, we celebrate when, when God is changing us or, or when we read something that impacted our hearts or our lives like we th there are times when we let our our deeds shine before men so that they may glorify our father in heaven and um, there are other times uh, when we keep it to ourselves jesus said thus you shall when you give to the needy, sound no trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets that they may be praised by others. Truly, I say to you, they have received their reward. Uh, the verb that is translated received uh, in full was uh, at that time a technical term in commercial transactions. And, and what it meant was that someone had received a sum in full and been given a receipt for it. In other words, everything that needed to take place had taken place. Like, in other words, like, that's done. So Jesus tells us, when we do things to be seen by others, and someone pats us on the back, or is like, I see you. As my friend says, I hope you enjoyed it, because that's all you're getting. Paid in full, you've been given your receipt. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, Jesus says that there is, there is another way uh, to live. There's another way uh, to operate. Uh, Jesus teaches us to do good, uh, but to be very, very quiet. The great theologian, Elmer Fudd, uh, once said when he was hunting for bugs, very, very quiet. I'm hunting for wabbits. I think he's on to something. I think we should operate in such a way as the people of God that when we do good, we are very, very quiet. We don't advertise it to the world. When you give to the needy, don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing so that your giving may be in secret 
and your heavenly Father who sees in secret will reward you. In that culture, most people were right-handed. The right hand was the active hand. When people gave or when they did good, their right hand was their dominant hand. And so Jesus is painting a picture of when you do good with your right hand, function in such a way that your left hand doesn't even know about it. Now you think to yourself, How, like that, come on, <laughs> that's not possible. If you do something with your right hand, your left hand is going to know about it. I think Jesus is doing two things here. He's saying when you do good, don't advertise it to the world. But I think Jesus is also saying oh, when you do good, like keep a short record of it. Like don't, don't live your life in such a way where you're making a tally of all your good works, of all your generosity, so you can look back and go, I'm pretty good. Early in ministry, I received an email from an individual who was upset about a decision that was made in the church. And I'll never forget the, the email that I received. I opened it up, and this person said to me, do you know how much money I have given to this church? Opening line. I thought to myself, uh, no, <laughs> I don't, and I won't. Uh, but it was apparent pretty early on um, that, that that individual uh, was giving uh, for all the wrong reasons. It became a record in his mind or in his heart of all that he had done. And so uh, with that, there's some influence. Um, that is not the way of Jesus. When you give to the needy, do not let your left hand Know what your right hand is doing so that your giving may be in secret and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. So two questions I want us to ask. When we give, when we do good, two questions. First is who am I celebrating? Who am I celebrating? Am I celebrating of the work God has done, or am I celebrating the work I am doing? Uh, to put it another way, who is the hero of the story? Is it God, or is it me? I oftentimes think to myself, do I find myself saying things like, you should see what God is doing in Honduras, or do I say, you should see what I did in Honduras? Do I find myself saying things like, you should see what God is doing in East Charlotte through the ministry of 1-7? Or do I find myself saying things like, you should, you should see what I'm doing down at 1-7? Maybe you think to yourself, James, it's semantics. It's subtle. That doesn't matter. That's insignificant. That's just wordplay. I don't think so. I think it makes a difference in how we tell a story. I think it makes a difference in how we communicate to a watching world. It, it really does matter. 
So I ask the question, who am I celebrating? Secondly, why am I sharing? Why am, why am I sharing? If, if, I, if I read something and I, and I post it, is it because I think to myself, God, use this in my heart and in my life to form and shape me, to challenge me, to rebuke me, to encourage me, and I think it might bless others? Or, this is more subtle, do, do I just want to make an announcement? that I'm pretty spiritual. You should know, by the way, uh, <laughs> when you share something, uh, whether it's live or whether it's on Facebook, I want you to know, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not out there like going like, mm, she's at it again. I don't think her motives are good. Oh, there he goes, tooting his own. I'm not, I'm not doing that. So I, I want to free you. I want to free you. But I want to challenge you. Why am I sharing? If our propensity is to clam up, to be so close to the vest that nobody ever knows anything, we probably should open up. If our propensity is to clam up, we probably should open up. But if our propensity is to be seen, God may be calling us to be quiet. Do good, but don't trade your lasting reward for a temporary like. Do good, but don't be so quick to post it. Do good, but be very, very quiet. Would you pray with me? God, just personally, I'm, I'm always amazed at how your, your word is so challenging uh, to my own heart and to my own life. I'm, I'm blown away that the, the words... Uh, spoken by Jesus some 2,000 years ago, penetrate our hearts today. I'm so grateful for that. I'm so grateful that you uh, challenge us, that you rebuke us, that you encourage us, that you do a good work in us for your name's sake. Lord, I pray that we would be the kind of people that we read about here in your word, Th that we would be a people who, who just do, do good, Works, of, works done in faith, but not to be seen uh, by others so that we might feel better about ourselves, but so that you would be seen as great. Help us to navigate and work through our motives in doing what we do. Uh, give us uh, clean and pure hearts before you. God, we love you. We thank you so much for loving us first. Uh, we pray these things in Jesus' name and by your spirit. Amen. Amen.